0: Welcome to the Retire While You Work podcast here in Nashville, Tennessee. We believe the concept of retirement in this country is fundamentally broken. We work ourselves to death and we miss out on so many of life's precious moments. I'm David Adams.
1: I'm Carson Odom. I'm Miles Zuger.
0: And together, as a team of Certified Financial Planner Professionals and CPAs, we're committed to helping free others from this antiquated mindset, using our three-bucket approach to managing money and finding creative ways to live now and retire while you work. Join us as we discuss a variety of financial topics and ways to help us change the way we think about time and money and which one of these is the true currency. Hello. Good morning everybody. Welcome to our holiday wealth or wealth and health webinar uh, with our special speaker today who we will introduce here in just a second, who you all know by now. Um, I'm David. I'm also joined by my dear friends, Tim Fries and Chris Doty. They will say hello here in a second. There they are. Hello guys.
1: Hello, David. Um,
0: with the holidays coming up, uh, we thought that it, would, it was a great time to hear from Michelle again Um, so that we can all be aware of our bodies and nutrition during the time of year when it is so easy to forget. So Michelle Norris, um, she's part of our family now. As many of you know, she's actually our official VIP client nutritionist, which means you have access to her. So if this is something on a side note that you're interested in, you have personal questions for Michelle that maybe you don't feel like um, asking during today, email me, Chris or Tim, and our teams will connect you directly with her on us. Um, We're happy to do that. Also, during the webinar today, there's going to be Q&A, so at the bottom of your Zoom screen, uh, you should click the Q&A section. You can ask questions. We'll do our best to answer uh, either during uh, her presentation or more than likely towards the end. We'll do our best to get all of your questions answered. Um, Also, there's going to be some pop-up polling questions that we built in, so those should pop up on your Zoom screen, and you'll be able to, it should be pretty self-explanatory, so you can participate there. And uh, with that, Tim, take it away, bud.
2: Yeah, cool. Greetings uh, from the Northwoods. The seasons are definitely changing up here. We're seeing the the leaves are almost done changing already and uh, I see daylight savings time is coming and and pretty much when hunting season ends up here, everybody kind of goes into hibernation. So, it's probably a pretty good time to to focus on on our health and taking care of ourselves as as these, you know, seasons change and as the holidays come up. And um, I was thinking about the, the topic today. And, uh, and one, of the, one of the common things we're hearing in our client meetings is, is fears of inflation and um, a real fear. And I thought t- very timely with this topic, because, of course, we're all worried about our inflated waistlines going into the season.
0: So. I like it.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: So, Chris, that was my
2: attempt at a little bit of a dad joke, you know, on, on your behalf. That
1: was uh, that was that was awesome. I'm gonna have to rate that one like a solid eight. Oh,
2: thank you. Yeah, but, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> but it is but it is a real fear, so we don't want to make light of it. And uh, and I just want to confirm on the sort of market update of of this too is you know it's something that Chris and David and and uh, and our investment teams are getting together with money managers and and some really smart people that are keeping an economist keeping an eye on things. So I want you to rest assured that is a topic on our mind as well. And we're doing things in the background underneath the hood to make sure that we're prepared uh, in the event that that inflation does become to become a much, much bigger issue in the future. So
0: we'll let Michelle handle the inflation on the waistline.
2: Yes, okay. mm-hmm. exactly. That's her
0: lane.
1: <laughs> I appreciate right. that. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate that as well. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on what you hired us for which is retirement planning or planning for investments. I mean, it's what we do. It's the base for what we do, but make no doubt about it. We care about the whole person. So as we look at this, you know, a we call it planet, live it, give it. This is part of the live it side of the equation. We want to make sure that it's not just living a life with money, but it's also quality. So as we bring Michelle, as we bring, you know, David, Tim's. we have the whole group together, our goal is to help you with the whole life. Uh, some of you may love it. Many of you who are on the call have been on it before and have really talked about how much you enjoy it and how much it helps you. So our goal is to continue to bring that to you with partners like Michelle that can give you a different perspective and give you access to somebody you probably didn't have access to. So as we continue to meet people like her, we wanna bring them to you to see if it can enhance your life, maybe add something new. So that's really what we're interested in. Yep.
0: Michelle?
3: All right, cool. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. That was quite an introduction. I appreciate uh, all of you being here today. I'm really excited to be back and talk to you about a healthier holiday season. Um, This is kind of a crazy time for all of us. And today we're going to get outside of, I know in the past we've talked strictly about Um, nutrition. Today, we're going to go a little bit into the exercise piece and a little bit into the mental wellness piece, um, because it all does go together, just like the financial wellness piece. That's why I'm here. And so there's many different aspects to your health. And so we're going to touch on those today. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. You guys yell at me if you can't see those slides loading. All right. Okay, yell at me if you can't see them. If you can, then you don't have to say anything. All right, so I wanna start us off with, um, just like the boys like to start off with a joke, um, I'm gonna start off with my comic for today. Uh, I hear this all the time when I'm working with individual clients. They come find me in January and there's like, oh, I put on a little a little weight over the holidays, but I think it's mostly water. I wish it were mostly water. That would be really easy to get rid of. Um, but unfortunately, most of the time it's not mostly water, but I like this little comic to, to start us off. And then we're gonna go into our polling questions. So I wanna get you guys involved and I wanna hear from you. So Ashley is actually gonna ask you these questions as they come up on your screen and you can answer or provide what you think the answer is, and then we can see as you guys are answering um, what everybody's thinking. So I want you guys to let me know how many calories you think are in the average holiday meal. So think about your plate at Thanksgiving, think about your plate um, during your holiday meal, your New Year's meal, think about what you put on there, and then how many calories do you think that that is? I'm gonna give you guys a couple seconds to answer I think the way this works is that you should have something pop up on your screen right now. You can click what you think the answer is, and then we'll all be able to see how everyone answered in a second. Ashley, let me know if you, I don't know if I see the answers too, maybe.
0: Hey, I can I can see them. Looks like we're done. Um, so- okay, thanks. So it looks like nobody answered 2000 calories. Um, 40, 43% said 2,500 calories, and then 57% said 3,000 calories. That would be my guess.
3: There we go. 57% of you are correct. So the average holiday meal is three. 3- thousand calories. And to put that in perspective, um, we're probably all familiar with the number 2000. That's kind of the broad recommendation for how many calories we need every day. I don't love that number because we have some people that are four foot 11 and weigh 95 pounds. And then we've got some people that are six foot five and weigh a healthy 225 pounds. And to say that Everybody, including those two people, both need 2,000 calories a day uh, isn't, um, isn't correct. So everybody's nutritional needs and calorie needs are so different. Uh, but when it comes to the average holiday meal, there's on average 3,000 calories in the holiday meal. So that's typically more calories than you would need in an entire day. Just keep that in mind as you pile that plate on. And that's not to say we can't do that a couple times a year, but just be aware. All right. Number two, start with this appetizer before a big holiday meal to consume fewer calories overall. We've got A, soup, B, salad, three, anything on a tiny cracker. Let me know what you think. And then David, when you can see those results, will you do that same thing that you just did? That was very helpful because I can't see them.
0: I will. They are calculating right now. Thanks everybody for participating. This is great. Okay. All right. Looks like it's most people have done it now. Okay. So, ten um, percent said anything on a tiny cracker. Twenty nine percent said soup, and the majority, sixty one percent, said sa- salad.
3: Ooh, all you soup people! You are correct. So twenty something percent of Not you got salad. Food, right? Not salad, not, oh. and this was done this by a study. A study confirmed this at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston. Found that people who consumed a bowl of hot soup before a meal ate less, lost more weight, and kept it off longer. So, if you have access to a hot soup before a holiday meal, go ahead and grab you some.
0: Do you know why that is, Michelle?
3: Um, you know, I don't know what the mechanism behind that is. I don't. I can look more into that and provide that for you guys.
0: Very interesting. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right, number three, what is your healthiest drink option? We've talked about this in the past. I don't know that we've ever addressed a martini, but go ahead and fill that out. What do you think it's a 12 ounce beer? And that would not be an IPA. That's kind of a middle of the road, average like Bud Light type beer. Martini or a glass of wine. And that would be red wine for this specific question.
2: This one's pretty close. All right. Like a lot of participation on this one.
3: Yeah. I I got everybody's attention. Good.
0: Um, So the lowest 6% said beer, but the um, martini was 36% and glass of wine was 58%
3: all right yes very good guys so uh, a glass of wine would be correct and red we're talking about red wine so especially when you look at the calorie count of these a glass of red wine is 114 calories that's six ounces 38 in a 12 ounce beer on average and then 149 in a traditional martini okay and even within that red wine you've got some health benefits so it's there's a bunch of uh, antioxidants And there's some research out there that says one glass a day might even lower your risk of a heart attack, help you prevent blood clots and reduce blood vessel damage by fat deposits, those triglycerides, okay? So that's not 10 glasses a day. There isn't like a more is better uh, phenomenon happening here. Just one per day, hear me when I say that, okay? All right, number four, how much does the average person gain between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve? Two pounds, four pounds, or six pounds. I don't see
0: twenty pounds on there,
3: Michelle. <laughs> Thankfully, the
0: survey. I think the survey's broken.
3: I could have done. Uh, how much did the average person gain during COVID? <laughs>
0: that,
3: and then that. Too, too soon,
0: wasn't. too sensitive, probably for everybody. Oh God. <laughs> All right, this one's pretty close. Um, between got. four and uh, four and six pounds. Forty-four percent at four pounds.
1: 50% at six pounds.
3: All right, half of you are correct, six pounds. The average person consumes an extra 600 calories per day between Thanksgiving and New Year's, packing on about six pounds by the time the ball drops.
1: Okay,
3: that's a lot of weight. It's a lot easier to put it on than it is to take it off.
1: Hey, Michelle, you'll appreciate this. One of my clients told me earlier this year, she said, you know, Chris, when I started the year, my goal was to lose 10 pounds. I only got 14 to go. <laughs> oh, gosh okay so i figured i'd share that with you it's thank a great you experience. yeah
3: i like that optimism um have that person reach out to me i would love to help them with that with that goal uh, all right, so let's get into these tips. Number one uh, is save the sweet stuff for the parties, okay? So we really want to do the best that we can when we're not, we know that we have holiday parties that are coming up, and we know that we're not going to eat the best when we go there. But if we can, during the time where we're not during the, celebrating any sort of festivities, if we can stick to our normal routine, this is going to help us so much. So don't splurge alone when you are not, partying or enjoying the festivities, do your very best to stick to the routine. And throughout this presentation, I'm going to give you a couple of tips that are going to help you stick to your routine. Because it's um, it's really simple to say that, but what are some action items to help us stick to our normal routine so that we don't uh, find ourselves eating that extra 600 calories per day between Thanksgiving and New Year's? Because that food does come into our house. We have leftovers. Uh, we have the cake. I don't know if you, about you guys, but. When we were growing up, it seemed like during the holiday season, we always had some sort of dessert on the counter with one fork in it and it was like the community fork and every time you walked by, you would just take a bite. And if you took a bite while you were walking by and standing up, that didn't really count as calories or have any negative health benefits. But if you do that 10 times throughout the day, every day from Thanksgiving to New Year's, that's how you get to those six pounds pretty easy, right? All right, so save the sweet stuff for your parties. Number two, be that guest. I love this one. So when you guys are going to your holiday parties or maybe you're hosting something, try and be the guest that brings something healthy. And you might think that people won't appreciate that or won't eat it. But as the nutrition guru that I am, and I'm always trying to find ways to um, teach people that healthy eating doesn't have to be gross. I think we've got this idea in our head that if it's healthy, it must taste bad, Um, but that doesn't have to be the case. So every time I go to a party or host a birthday party or make a A birthday cake, I try and do it in a healthier way that still tastes good so I can show people and give people the opportunity to see that healthy food can taste delicious. And so these are some healthy options that you can bring to a holiday party um, to mix in with all the sugary treats and I'm telling you people will really appreciate it. They, They will consume it more than you probably think that they will. Um, this is my favorite one actually I'll, I'll, on the next slide. I'll go through these really quick. So that Greek salad appetizer, that's feta cheese, a cucumber, olive and tomato just on a toothpick. Super simple. You can put some balsamic glaze on top and that makes for a yummy simple appetizer. Those little pumpkins with um, <laughs> that made out of clementines and celery. Those are super festive. If you got a Halloween something coming up or even appropriate, I think through Thanksgiving. Fruit kebabs. That's a little time consuming. You got to chop up all the fruit and then put them on the actual skewers. But a really beautiful display there that people tend to love. The veggie sticks and hummus or you could do ranch. Shout out to Primal Kitchen Ranch. I would recommend that one. That's a brand of ranch dressing not made with soybean or canola oil. It's made with avocado oil all of their line of salad dressings and condiments are super healthy no sugar added so you could do ranch dressing in the bottom or you could do hummus and then it's just celery sticks and cucumber and their little individual servings and then you've got your apples with nut butter and yogurt covered raisins right there to make for a fun festive treat Um, these are not my go-to's this is actually my go-to when it comes to a festive appetizer so it's literally just Um, Diced up tomatoes or you can use cherry tomatoes and you put that on one side of the dish chop them up And then on the other side of the dish is chopped up avocado I do boars cheese in the middle and then I drizzle it with this glaze right here Which is just olive oil balsamic vinegar, honey garlic Dijon mustard and basil and then I use the simple mills almond flour crackers I've talked about those in the past. It's just a healthier version of a cracker made with almond flour they actually now have crackers, if for anybody that has a nut allergy in your family or, or at the holiday party, they have ones that are just seeds now. So they have ones that are almond flour and then seed crackers, which don't have any nuts in them. So you can use either one of those with the Simple Mills brand to keep it super healthy. So this just encourages people to get some fiber in with their vegetables uh, or some vegetables in fruit in next to their sugary treats. So I really encourage you to be that person that brings something healthy to help promote health among the uh, chaos of the holiday season. And I will say, I think this was in the Gentian newsletter maybe a couple weeks ago, but if you guys want this recipe, it's on the sweat net recipe section, which you have access to all the time. So I can remind you guys how to get there, or I'm happy to share the link to go out in the recap of this presentation. All right, number three, kill it at breakfast. Okay, I have never been to a holiday party that started at eight in the morning or nine in the morning. And unless you have, this is an opportunity to make sure that we start our day with a healthy meal. There is no reason for us to start our day with a cinnamon roll and a Pop-Tart or a bagel with cream cheese when we know that we're going into this season where we're gonna be um, in a position to splurge a little bit. So at breakfast, we wanna do our very best to keep our uh, choices super healthy. And this should go all throughout the year. Really, if we can start our day off with a healthy breakfast with some healthy fat and healthy protein, then we don't start this cycle of the big blood sugar, spike, followed by the crash, and then during that crash, after our blood sugar has gone up and come back down, that's where we're cranky and we crave more carbohydrates and we start our day off on the wrong note where we start this cycle all day long of craving those carbohydrates and that sugar. So if we start our day with healthy fats and protein, we set ourselves up to want to make healthier choices throughout the day. We don't have those cravings. If you guys were here for my very first presentation, you can think back to that blood sugar graph where we looked at two individuals who had, um, if they had a high carb, low fat meal like a bagel with cream cheese, And maybe a glass of orange juice their blood sugar went straight up and then came straight down versus someone who maybe had eggs and bacon their blood sugar didn't do much of anything just healthy protein and fat. And so they didn't have that big fall where they craved the carbohydrates. So during this holiday season use your breakfast time to make sure that we're picking a meal that's full of healthy protein and healthy fat and here's some healthy breakfast options for you right there a smoothie if you want a good protein powder recommendation please reach out to me. I'd love to give you some recommendations based on whether or not you tolerate dairy well or um, just what kind of protein your ba- you're you're looking for and what you're going to use it for oatmeal. With your oatmeal, I would always recommend buying the whole rolled oats. Okay, buy the big jar of plain rolled oats and then doctor it up yourself. So you can add peanut butter or almond butter. You can add raisins, chia seeds, flax seeds. You can add that protein powder to it. However you want to make it um, more palatable and more delicious for you, you can. But if you buy the brown sugar cinnamon uh, oatmeal or the different flavors, they typically are packed full of sugar and that's what we want to avoid eggs and fruit or any kind of eggs with um so this morning for breakfast i had eggs with leftover brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes scrambled in it was really good this is in the background beautiful avocado toast on ezekiel bread ezekiel bread is that bread you find in the freezer section because there's no preservatives in it so that's a great way to start your day that's a complex carb with healthy fat and protein Greek yogurt or coconut yogurt, almond yogurt, all the unsweetened kind, granola and fruit, a good breakfast option. And then like I've spoke about in the past, we can have leftovers for breakfast. We can have steak and eggs. We can have um, chicken and rice and broccoli for breakfast. We don't have to pick foods in the breakfast column. Okay. Hey,
2: Michelle, on the on the oatmeal and the Greek yogurt, what yeah. are we... If if we if we really need to add a little bit of sweet to it, what's your recommendation there?
3: Um, I would pick honey, or I would do the Purely Elizabeth granola. Do you like granola, or maybe I don't know yep. if you're asking yourself or someone else? Yeah, the Purely Elizabeth granola is a really great addition because it's already a little bit sweet, and so you don't have to add any other sweetener. Yeah, honey's an okay go-to as well, just as long as we're not doing like three tablespoons of honey. Right. Yeah, Um, berries too, like frozen berries or regular berries are, are all great to sweeten it up.
2: Perfect, thank you.
3: Sure. All right, number four, we gotta sweat. Okay, so just because it's cold down here in North Carolina, it's really not even cold quite yet, which I'm grateful for. Um, But I know many of you are are far up there in the north and it's gonna be snowing like tomorrow. Uh, So don't let the cold weather and the busy season derail you from your workout routine. Sweating is really important all year round. Um, especially during this time because you need it the most because it helps us release the toxins such as alcohol and waste products, which we're indulging more in over the holiday season, right? We all can admit that. So we wanna make sure that we continue to sweat and that can be through your workout routine or if you have access to a sauna, this is something I really recommend, especially during the winter season that you take advantage of really um, consistently. So there's a ton of studies done over in Finland where they are really consistent sauna users and they're showing all kinds of things including longevity so they they live longer over there those sauna users Um, longer and healthier they help prevent things like cancer so if you guys do have access to that really try and utilize that especially over the winter season Um, and then a couple other ways to help you sweat we can wake up 15 minutes early and go for a walk or a jog Or if it's really, really cold outside, just if you have stairs in your house, go up and down those stairs for 15 minutes. Just walk the stairs up and down. Um, Wall set while you're on the phone. If you don't know what a wall set is, that's where you put your back on the wall and then you slide down and you sit in kind of an imaginary chair. This is something you can do throughout the day. Use your lunch break for a quick workout. If you watch a show on TV at night, I don't think any of us watch shows with commercials anymore, but maybe you set a timer on your phone to pause your show every 15 minutes and you do a quick workout, or during that um, show you you do some planks or some lunges. Or if you are already a consistent gym-goer, stick with that routine. Um, Hopefully by hearing that sweating helps us reduce toxins like alcohol and waste, we're more encouraged to continue to sweat through the winter season. All right, number five, do not not eat, okay? And so what this means is that sometimes when we think, okay, I have a holiday party to go to tonight, I'm just gonna fast all day today, or I'm just gonna barely eat all day and then I'll save all my calories for when I get there. Well, what happens is we get there and the wheels fall off because we're starving and we eat absolutely one of everything and then another one of everything, we eat too much. And so we need to make sure that we show up to these holiday parties not completely ravenous because that's when all um, all, <laughs> all, of our ability to rein it in a little bit and make good choices, it, it goes away. So that's the same thing when we're going out to dinner. Maybe we're going on a dinner date tonight. Don't show up to that dinner date starving because you'll make a choice from the menu that maybe you wouldn't have made otherwise if you weren't starving. So like myself, when I'm getting ready to go to a holiday party or if I'm getting ready to go out to eat I'll actually eat like a handful of nuts or a piece of fruit with almond butter before I go and so that way I'm not starving when I get there and I'll make better choices okay so we know at those holiday parties the healthy options are few and far between so if you have that snack you're less tempted to overeat while you're there okay so just uh, pack a little healthy snack to eat on your way over there so we don't overindulge. indulge Number six, chew gum. This might sound pretty funny, but this really works. So like I mentioned, the dessert that sat on the counter in our house growing up from Thanksgiving to New Year's, and it was a different dessert. Don't think that we had the same one, trust me. We uh, went through them pretty quick in our family of five. But when you're chewing a piece of gum and maybe you're cooking, you're way less likely to taste test your food or eat while you're cooking. Or if you're that grazer where you walk by the kitchen and we've got all the holiday goodies out, Uh, You're way less likely to just grab a handful of something or use that community fork and have a bite of brownie or whatever it is. So, I really use this when I'm preparing holiday meals. Like, think about Thanksgiving. If you're one of the people that contributes significantly to that holiday meal, a lot of times by the time we get to Thanksgiving, the actually time to sit down and have that Thanksgiving meal. Um, we're full because we've been grazing all day long on everything that we've been cooking and other people in the kitchen have been cooking and you can't fully enjoy the meal. And we've gotten all those extra calories. So if you just chew a piece of gum while you're cooking, this will help you from picking all day long. And I really recommend, uh, we've talked about artificial sweeteners in the past, but these are three different types of gum that I recommend. I'm a person, uh, personally a huge fan of Pure, P-U-R, Um, That's those eight different uh, colors right there, I order it on Amazon, but it doesn't have any aspartame in it. So all three of these are aspartame and sucralose free, so those are two artificial sweeteners that are toxic to our brain and to our gut. And they're actually banned in a lot of other countries, but still here in the United States we allow companies to sweeten their foods and beverages with these artificial sweeteners.
0: So no, I just ordered, just ordered it on Amazon. Thanks. Did
3: you? Okay, great. You won't be disappointed. Um, I will tell you the Simply Gum, it loses its flavor in about 40 seconds. So maybe don't waste your money on that one. I put it up there because you will see it at a grocery store. And if you're in a bind, you can grab it. Um, but the Pure, it does, it does last for a long time, which I really love. Um, so that's a way to help you just avoid the grazing, but also a little side note about the artificial sweeteners. So if we can avoid those best that we can. Now, uh, that's great for your brain and for your gut health. All right, number seven. So when you're cooking, or maybe you're um, you want to pass this along to whoever does the cooking, these are some healthy, ways to spice up the dishes so there are really healthy condiments and there are some pretty unhealthy condiments that can ruin a health. what otherwise would have been a healthy meal so these are all pretty low in calories and they're very simple as far as their ingredients obviously lemon juice you want you can use just fresh squeeze lemon we do this on chicken or on meat a good bit Um, or you can do it on vegetables it's really yummy or you can use it to make a salad dressing I really recommend exploring making your own salad dressing that can sound really daunting, but it's really not hard at all. And some of the healthier salad dressings out there, like the primal kitchen that I mentioned before, they're a little bit pricey. So they're great. They're easy. They have all the, all the different types out there. They have ranch, balsamic vinaigrette, honey mustard. They have a barbecue sauce, a ketchup. I mean, they've got it all but it is a little bit pricey so if you want to make your own lemon juice typically is a big ingredient in that garlic garlic can make anything taste good for anybody who doesn't know about coconut aminos, it's a healthy soy sauce replacement. I actually buy it in bulk on Amazon. Um, I think it's $9 for the bottle that I buy, but it, but it's a big bottle uh, and we use it in place of soy sauce. And so if you're trying to make an Asian dish or last night I did burgers and in the ground beef before I put them on the grill, I did coconut aminos. It adds a ton of flavor. So if you're cooking for the holidays, cooking a meat, you wanna marinate it, it makes for a great marinade. I really recommend those coconut aminos. The deal with soy sauce is is that processed soy is called a phytoestrogen. This means that it mimics estrogen in our body. And so for us females, we have plenty of estrogen. We don't need any more. And you males, I have yet to find a male that's wanting more estrogen. Okay. So we want to keep our hormones nice and balanced, and when we're constantly being bombarded with processed soy, which is in a lot of products, soy protein isolate is in a lot of protein bars, um, and soy, there's plastics that when we heat them, it actually leaches phytoestrogen, or excuse me, phyto yeah, phytoestrogen into our foods. So we wanna do the best that we can to avoid those when possible and coconut aminos is a really simple substitute that you won't even know the difference. Pepper, there's a ton of flavor in pepper and hot sauce and mustard, all super healthy condiments. Again, if you want the more traditional ones like barbecue sauce or ketchup or honey mustard, that Primal Kitchen brand is really what I recommend for that. You won't be disappointed, they do a great job. And then this is like 7B. So when you're considering um, baking, if you're a baker like me, I love to bake. These are some ways to make the baked goods that we make around the holiday season or year round um, a little bit healthier. So in my pantry right now, you will find almond flour, coconut flour, tapioca flour, and coconut sugar. And with those four things, you can make absolutely any sweet treat you want just in a healthier form. So typically some combination of almond flour and coconut flour or almond flour and tapioca flour can replace a regular white or wheat flour that you would use to start a baked good and then obviously that coconut sugar that would be your replacement for traditional white sugar or brown sugar. Alright, I will give the little um, heads up that coconut flour and almond flour are not uh, subs cannot be substituted for one another so if a recipe calls for one cup of almond flour you cannot use one cup of coconut flour they are very different all right so if you want to do a healthier maybe you, i do a um it's a pumpkin coffee cake and it's made with almond flour and coconut flour it's so good you want to use the words when you're typing in to try and get one of those healthier recipes use the words paleo or keto or whole 30. Okay, so maybe you want chocolate chip cookies, but you want a healthier version. If you just type in paleo chocolate chip cookies, these are the flours that they will recommend to use, and that will be part of the recipe. Okay, and the reason why these are so much better than white or wheat flour is that they have very little impact on your blood sugar. Okay, so they're grain free. Uh, which a lot of us are intolerant to grains. So that just causes um, gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea. Maybe it causes a lot of fatigue or brain fog. So we don't have any of that. And then just like I was talking about that blood sugar graph before, it doesn't have that big spike. We won't have that big spike in blood sugar and then that big fall. Another reason why we want to avoid that big spike in our blood sugar is because when we send our blood sugar way up, what happens is our pancreas releases insulin and insulin is the fat storage hormone. So that insulin goes and gets that sugar, pulls it out of our blood and tells our body to store it as triglycerides or fat. Okay, so that's why sugar is one of the main things that causes a raise in your triglycerides. So if your doctor has told you that you have high triglycerides, one, take that super seriously, and two, start paying attention to how much sugar you're consuming or how much you're consuming foods that break down like sugar. Okay, so that's where those grains come in. So white and wheat bread, pasta, bagels, English muffins, tortillas, all that's gonna break down like sugar in the body. It's gonna break down into glucose, create that spike in your blood sugar, your pancreas is gonna release that insulin, go get the sugar and then tell your body to store it as triglycerides, AKA fat. All right, so these are ways that we can avoid that whole cascade from happening. Almond flour, coconut flour, tapioca flour. Personally, because I bake with them all the time, I buy them in bulk on Amazon. All right, so I buy five pounds of almond flour at a time, four pounds of coconut flour, and two pounds of tapioca flour. It is, uh, it's the cheapest way to do it. It's more expensive than traditional flour, but to me, I always think about it like I'm investing in my health now so that I'm not spending money on maintenance medications for the rest of my life. Maybe when I get, you know, some, some people, they just... Um, they end up on high blood pressure medicine and it's they have to pay for it for the rest of their life or they end up on um, high cholesterol medication and that's something that they end up having to pay for for the rest of their life and that adds up over time and so if we spend it on the front end invest in our health now we can prevent having to do that forever also if you are currently on a maintenance medication you don't have to be that's a different conversation for a different time, but please reach out to me and I'd love to talk to you about how you can uh, use your lifestyle choices to get off that maintenance medication, okay? Save you some money and help your health. Monk fruit sweetener as well. So if you are trying to do a strict ketogenic diet where you are not trying to have any impact on your blood sugar at all, that's a substitute for sugar, brown sugar, and coconut sugar, okay? It's a natural sweetener that doesn't have any impact on our blood sugar. You can use it as a substitute. If a recipe calls for regular sugar, you can use monk fruit sweetener, but you need significantly less, like typically about one-eighth the amount. So if a recipe calls for one cup of sugar, you would need about one-eighth cup of monk fruit sweetener. It's really sweet.
0: Hey, Michelle, would that be something you could use like an unsweet tea? To add some
3: yes, yes absolutely so if you're a sweet tea fan and you're trying to kick that habit just make some black tea which is unsweet tea and then you can add that monk fruit sweetener yep and a little yeah. bit again goes a long way
0: same thing with green tea or
3: same with green tea uh, liquid stevia does the same thing as well it's that's not great for baking but if you are trying to make a drink sweeter if you want to make homemade lemonade you just need water fresh squeezed lemon and a little bit of monk fruit sweetener or that liquid stevia
0: Stevia is as good for you as uh, monk fruit. Yep, right.
3: Stevia and monk fruit sweetener are the same.
0: Great. Thank yep. you.
3: Sure. Okay. Number eight, uh, the slide everybody's been waiting for. So be, beware of the liquid sugar, and this is not to encourage you, not to discourage you from ever having an alcoholic beverage ever again, but I just want to show you how much sugar is found in some of these drinks. Okay, so gin and tonic, unfortunately, there's a ton of sugar in tonic and then the diet tonic is actually sweetened with sucralose. So I would say avoid tonic and diet tonic altogether, really stick with soda water if you can. So it's not the gin necessarily that's the problem in that drink, it's the tonic. Okay, so if you're a gin fan, that's good news for you. Just see if you can do gin and soda. I know it's kind of a funky combination, but it's going to save you a lot of sugar. And then you can see in that far right column, the percent daily value. Remember in our very first presentation, if you've been with us from the beginning, on, uh, throughout the course of a day, we t- want to try and stay underneath 25 grams of added sugar per day okay so on that far right column that gin and tonic that'd be 72 percent of that 25 grams okay so it adds up pretty quick cranberry and vodka same thing here it's the mixer that's the problem so cranberry juice unfortunately is packed full of sugar even if they didn't add much sugar to it what happens with fruit juice is they strip the fruit juice of fiber And so when you eat a piece of fruit, you're eating the fruit, you're getting the the natural sweetness from the fruit, but you're getting a lot of fiber with that fruit. So it breaks down slowly and doesn't have that impact on your blood sugar. When you drink just the juice, there's no fiber. So that sugar from the fruit spikes your blood sugar the same as a Coca-Cola would, unfortunately. So that's the problem with with that drink. Not the problem, but that's where that sugar comes from. The rum and Coke, obviously the sugar's coming from the Coke. Uh, Dry white wine, red wine, Prosecco, those are some of our best options when it comes to holiday drinking. I didn't put tequila on here, but you've heard me say that before. Tequila, Mezcal, a couple other great options. Bud Light, not the healthiest, but no added sugar. Eggnog and hot chocolate, as yummy as they are, they are definitely full of sugar as well. So be careful if those are your holiday uh, drinks of choice or if that's what you're feeding to your kiddos. And obviously, depending on the recipe, it can vary a little bit. All right, number nine, focus on your sleep. Do your very best through the holiday season to try and keep your sleep routine consistent. And here's why. So people who consistently don't get enough sleep, which enough sleep would be seven to eight hours per night, they have leptin levels that fall. And leptin is a really important hormone that regulates our appetite. So when we have low leptin levels, we actually have an increase in our appetite. So people who are sleep deprived consistently, they want to eat more. And maybe you've noticed this when you travel uh, and you don't sleep as well. You notice that your appetite is bigger or if you're really stressed about a presentation and you're not sleeping well through the night, you seem to want to eat more. That's because this hormone um, is causing that disruption within your body. So we want to make sure that we're getting adequate sleep through the holiday season so that we can have a handle on that appetite. A couple other tips about sleep, a little bit unrelated to the holiday season, but a reduction in sleep causes a weakened immune system. Obviously, the holiday season falls around cold and flu season and COVID season, I guess. I don't know. Um, So we want to do our best to keep that immune system in tip-top shape. So sleep is a huge way to do that. To my men on the call, men who sleep six hours or less regularly have the testosterone levels of men 10 years older than them. So I'm assuming you guys uh, don't want that. So if that will encourage you to sleep, let it. And then getting too little sleep. This is actually from, um, if anybody's interested in sleep and how important it is to our health, I encourage you to look up Dr. Matthew Walker. He's a neuroscientist that studies sleep. And through his work, he's found that getting too little sleep across the duration of your life actually drastically increases your risk for developing Alzheimer's. So um, if that's not motivating to sleep, I don't know what is. So seven to eight hours is the goal. And ideally it would be the same seven to eight hours every night. So not eight to 4 a.m. one day, and then new, or uh, midnight to 8 a.m. the next day, we wanna try and have a consistent sleep pattern. That's how we get better quality sleep. Okay, the holiday food health scale, so if we think about all the foods that we're going to come into contact with on the Thanksgiving table or the holiday meal table. um, I tried to include them all here and then we're going to look at them from least worst to um, maybe the most calorie or sugary filled okay so obviously everybody would guess that the salad and the roasted veggies would be what you should put. have the biggest serving up on your plate. When you're thinking about filling that plate, we want the plate to be um, most full, the biggest piece of that pie chart. If we think about the plate as a pie chart to be full of the salad or roasted veggies. Second would be the protein. So whether it's the turkey, steak, ham, whatever your family's choice of protein is, um, that would be what I would encourage you to take up the second biggest space on your plate. Casseroles are tough because some of them are really, really healthy. Some of them are packed full of, you know, depending on how you make your sweet potato casserole, there could be a lot of sugar in there with the caramelized or sugar coated nuts on top. Um, I have a really healthy But delicious sweet potato casserole recipe, so if you're looking to make your sweet potato casserole a little bit healthier this year, and you can totally dupe your family, they would have no idea that it's a healthier recipe. Because it's that good, uh, please reach out to me i'd love to share it with you Uh, so casseroles fall somewhere in the middle, then we get to that bread and butter as delicious as it might be. Um, bread like we talked about it breaks down like glucose in the body which spikes that blood sugar same thing with mashed or baked potatoes. And then we get into those desserts. So those last three columns, if you will, the the reason they're over there is because they're breaking down like sugar in the body, creating that big spike in our blood sugar, telling the pancreas to release that insulin and go grab the sugar to store it as fat. And those are the foods that make us want to take a nap after our meal. There is some tryptophan in turkey so yes that is something that promotes a state of sleepiness but also that blood sugar crash about an hour after a meal that's what's going to come from those those that bread and butter mashed potatoes and those desserts. Okay so when we think about trying to fill our plate uh, more of the foods on the left less of the foods on the right. Wait,
1: Michelle, so you're saying the food's on the far right because i think for us over history in our uh, holiday meals we had a, a theme song for the end of that scale for mm-hmm. the, the pie eaters it was called come all ye facefuls <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Just an uh-huh. FYI, i thought i had to throw that in but it's it's kind of right. one of those things i know this time of year i was going to say though uh, my body seems to want to go into hibernation so i love things like chilies things with tons of cabbage. my body actually craves them more than normal i don't know if it's much seasonal Um, Maybe it is in the north, but but it seems to be much more common now preparing for winter and through winter um, than when you're in a warm uh, weather time. Is is there any truth to that? Have you seen that before?
3: I have seen that before. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that goes back to kind of like, you know, primal days when we needed to to pack on the calories before winter I'm sure there's some sort of like a biological mechanism going on in our body where we feel the need to store a little bit through the winter and then through the summer uh, we can be a little bit lighter we have more access to food and you know or at least we did back in the day we have access to way too much food now Um, but I'm sure there's some sort of biological thing going on there Alright, stick to the homemade goodies. Okay, and here's why. So this is um, chili, like a soup, and this is like a stew, a beef stew. And the homemade ingredients are on the left, or the homemade recipe, versus the canned ingredients. And you can see the clear difference. When we get to the ingredient list of the pre-made or canned um beef stew, we get into things like we've got uh, modified food starch, we have vegetable oil, we have soy sauce, which we talked about as a phytoestrogen. Um, we have caramel color, caramel color is linked to lung cancer in rats. And it's actually on California's list of potentially toxic chemicals. Um, sesame seed oil, glutamic acid, xanthan gum, garlic extract, soy, in. So some of these preservatives and dyes that we wouldn't put in a homemade food make their way into the canned version and so even if the homemade version isn't the most healthy food on the planet, maybe you're choosing between a homemade sugar cookie and a store bought sugar cookie pick the homemade goodie every time okay no one's putting extra. yeah wheat gluten hydrolyzed wheat gluten or modified food starch or caramel coloring in their homemade gutty or an extra preservative corn starch of some sort in that homemade gutty nine times out of ten the homemade gutty are all recognized recognizable ingredients versus that canned or store-bought Okay, I hope that's making sense, but I want you to see this dark contrast between the different ingredients, those ingredients in the homemade chili or stew, beef stew, you recognize significantly the, the ones on the can, we get into some ingredients that we want to try and avoid. All right, number 12, consider this immune support supplement routine. So especially right now, um, with the, with what's going on in the world but also every cold and flu season we should be considering the supplement routine to help provide our immune system with extra support all right we're going to be seeing family and friends maybe from around the country they are going to bring their germs we're more uh, trapped inside a little bit more so we're just swapping swapping germs a little bit extra we know that cold and flu um, rates go up during this time so if we can give our immune system any extra love that that we absolutely want to take advantage of that and these four supplements and they all work together so I would recommend taking them all um, really help to provide your immune system with the support it needs. So quercetin corsetin is an ionophore it helps zinc actually get into your cells. So if you're taking zinc without corsetin you're wasting a lot of that zinc. So absolutely try and take both of these. Thorn is the brand that I recommend T H O R N E. Super clean brand, uh, would highly recommend it. And then vitamin C and vitamin D. Uh, vitamin D, because obviously we're limiting our sun exposure, unfortunately, uh, in the winter. And so we want to make sure we're getting enough vitamin D and vitamin C. We all know that that helps with our immune system. So if Michelle, you guys know, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Michelle, for, for uh, immune support, is there one of the, whether it's Thorn or Metagenix, one of the uh, kind of one thing you can order that has all this in it? Or just yeah. one that's a good Im- immune support kind of. of uh,
3: I haven't found one. If you know of one out there and you want to send it to me, I can give you the thumbs up or thumbs down, but I have yet to see one that has all of this in it in adequate amounts. Got it. But if anyone oh. wants to start a business where we do put all of these in one, I think that that would be a great business.
1: <laughs> but we you'd get only get one fourth. You'd only get one fourth the sales. <laughs>
3: we could charge four times as much.
1: Oh
2: wow, you are brilliant! That's wow, a great idea. <laughs> Michelle, is there a is there a good or bad time of the day, to, timing wise, to take these supplements? Does it matter,
3: uh, Tim? Great question. Just take it with a meal. Okay. Okay, so just with food. Um, all right, Michelle, I've
1: also on the on that list as well. How about NAC?
3: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. NAC, NAC is immune supporting. Yeah. yeah, are you taking that right now, Mister? Good. I am. Okay, that's great. Yeah
1: also glutathione Um, which is kind of a
3: yeah and those are great um i mean you can take them all the time but that's really great if you're actually fighting something to give your body some extra support yeah um okay number 13 this is my last one don't neglect your mental health so the last two years have been pretty tough right? We've all been extra stressed. We're kind of being um, bombarded by the news, by social media, with all kinds of um, interesting, maybe conflicting information. We don't know what to believe. We're a little bit nervous about everything going on. Uh, And so our mental health has has taken a toll over the last two years. And through the holiday season, it um, it can get worse. And so I really want to encourage you to make sure that you're tuning into yourself and thinking about what can I do to help with my stress level in a healthy way through the holiday season, and so I like this picture right here because um, it shows in a in a with with um, the depiction, how we get so stressed, and when you think about our uh, stress bucket depicted in the middle here, it, we're constantly pouring into it a little bit. So whether that's the holiday season, whether it's travel, financial stress during the holiday season, um, you know, work stress, maybe you're going through a move, maybe you're going through finan- uh, family stress, relationship stress. Uh, sometimes during the holidays, if we lost a loved one this year, that can be a really tough time where we're feeling that a little bit more so we're constantly adding to our stress bucket and if we let that overflow then our stress is going to come out in a way that we don't intend it to and sometimes we hurt the people closest to us when we let that happen so we need to think about how do we open those taps on the bottom you can see those little taps that would be a way to let some of that stress out in a healthy way without letting that bucket overflow so here's a couple ways that we can do that Meditation, I love meditation. Even just three minutes a day has been shown to help improve your sleep and decrease your stress level. There are great apps out there, whether it's Stop, Breathe and Think, Headspace, Calm. Um, Please check them out. There's free ones on YouTube all the time, but really, really consider taking three minutes a day to just sit and be with your thoughts and let somebody guide you through three minutes of meditation. There's breath work. Um, I love the four-seven-eight technique, which is essentially you breathe in for four seconds. You hold that breath for seven seconds, and then you let it, you breathe out for eight seconds. So anytime where we're making our exhale longer than our inhale, we're going to stimulate what's called our parasympathetic nervous system. We all live in a state of go, 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 and that would be our sympathetic nervous system. Our sympathetic nervous system, if it's always constantly being turned on, we're always in this state of heightened stress awareness. That was our, our stress, I mean, excuse me, that was our, our nervous system that got turned on back in the day when we were being chased by a lion. And so we were constantly, it's that adrenaline rush. And we kind of live there these days because we live in this fast paced world that's go, go, go. And we don't take time to stimulate that other side of our nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, which think about a parachute that brings you down. So this breathwork technique, all of these, but this breathwork technique specifically stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system to give our sympathetic nervous system a break. Okay, so even if it's just we're going to breathe in for two, and then we're going to breathe out for four seconds, when we double or just make our exhale longer than our inhale, that's what starts to stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system. So I tell people all the time, your breath is something you have on you always okay. You never are, hopefully, without your breath. So if you're driving and you're sitting in traffic or you're standing in line at Target and it's 400 people long or the grocery store is chaotic, come back to your breath and just breathe in for two seconds and then extend that exhale. Maybe you breathe out for four or five seconds and that'll start to bring you down, okay, in a calm way. Journal,
2: do Michelle, Michelle real quick, there was a question that popped in just while we're on the topic, if yeah. you're familiar with the Wim Hof mm-hmm. method of breathing. Yes. That came from one of our attendees.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Wim Hof. He is an amazing guy. He's done some incredible stuff with just the power of his breath. Um, and so a lot of his stuff, he, he does some stuff to, to excite you. So to heighten you. So to stimulate that sympathetic nervous system um, and get you going. But he also has breath work that will help. Um, I mean, he has all kinds of breathwork techniques. If you want to learn to hold your breath longer, if you want to use the power of your breath to endure really cold, cold uh, thermogenesis is really great for fat loss. That's a whole different presentation for another day, but he uses breathwork to endure really difficult situations, including cold. So if you are interested in the power of your breath, definitely look up the Wim Hof techniques. He is, he's a brilliant human being, very powerful. Cool. Journal. Do some yoga. There's all kinds of free yoga all over YouTube. Pick a 10-minute yoga class. Do it at night before you go to bed to help just, again, stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system. Calm you down. more um, Get better sleep, better quality sleep. And then I really encourage people to take a break from social media and the news. Turn it off. It's, it's not doing great things for us right now, and the holidays are a stressful time as is. So if we can eliminate the sources of stress in our life that we are able to, um, then we can better cope with the natural stress that's going to come with the holiday season. All right. And that's all I have. So now I want to turn it over to you guys. I want you to ask your questions. I know we've had a couple come in the Q&A box, sure. but please, uh, David or someone want to mediate sure. those?
0: Yes. I'll, um, there's only a couple. You've done a great job. Thank you, Michelle. Very
1: helpful as always. Yeah, yeah of course.
0: Um, a couple specific. I can do this in one. One's what about steel cut oatmeal and the other is, can you recommend a brand of gluten-free bread?
3: Yes. Uh, Let me come back to you guys. How do I uh, stop share? New share, no, I just want to stop share. How do I come back to you? Uh, you
0: Stop sharing at the bottom.
3: Yeah, it says new share. Doesn't allow me to stop stop video. I don't know, more. I don't know. Okay. Well, I guess you can't see me. Sorry. Um, all right. So the gluten free bread. What is the one? What is it called? So whoever that is, can you email me? Because there is one. Um, it's a nut based bread. Udi's is okay. Uh, they're not my favorite. I make a paleo uh, English muffin. That's really good. It takes 15 minutes. So there's no yeast. It doesn't have to rise for 24 hours or anything like that. And I use, I make them for like hamburger buns. And then I, David, David has a
0: <laughs> I make those too. And I, and I text Michelle. It took me two or three times to oh, get it right. Okay.
3: Um, okay. I do them all
0: the time now for sloppy joe all this yes. different recipes are great uh
3: okay so I started adding cinnamon and raisins and I've been making like English muffins and I'll put Kerrygold gold butter on them in the morning I'm seven months pregnant everyone and I crave carbohydrates but I'm trying not to um eat too many carbs <laughs> so um, that's a way to like have a lower carb version of an English muffin uh, but that's a, th- those are both um, gluten-free. So whoever that is, email me and yeah. that other brand that I really love will come to mind. And then what was the other question? part of that question? It was still
0: cut oatmeal, but real fast. Free. So, yes. so Dave's bread, I know Dave's bread is not gluten-free, but right. is, it, is it compared to all the other options, is it a really solid bread for people who are still going to eat bread?
3: Um, yes, Ezekiel would be like gold standard, the best, and then Dave's killer bread is the next best.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right, dad, all right, dad did you hear that? all right
1: a steel Steel cut oatmeal
0: michelle
3: yeah steel cut oats are great absolutely that's right up there with rolled oats perfect
1: michelle there was a question about the supplements you recommended and what dosage i think we often hear about the supplements you should have but not the dosage that you should take
3: so with thorn it'll give you the recommended dose on the bottle i tell people all the time just just follow that okay um, if you're going to buy another brand, just shoot me an email of what the brand is and I can let you know whether or not that dose is appropriate or not. But typically if you're buying a good quality supplement, the dose they recommend is safe to follow unless you're feeding it to your kids, then that's a whole different conversation.
0: Um, somebody just made a comment, come to quantify fitness. If you're in Nashville, I go there. That's, that's relevant because Chris, they also that's where I started doing the um, Vasper machine. Mm-hmm. And Chris, that's something we yeah. share in common. So, uh, that is a good place to go in Nashville, if anybody's ever interested in the Vasper machine, side oh. note. Um,
2: Canyon Melissa, Bake- Melissa from my office asked uh, if it was Canyon Bakehouse bread.
3: Um, that yeah, sounds, uh, hold on. I've heard of that. Canyon. Let's see. Someone asked me about it before on here. Yes, that's it. Thank you so much. Whoever said right. that yes canyon bakehouse
0: i'm gonna write that down do you have to put that like in the freezer or the fridge how does that work
3: um i've never actually personally bought it but i've just studied the ingredients and they're clean so if you have used it before someone chime in
2: Uh... we always keep our gluten-free bread in the freezer and take it out and toast it
0: just take it out directly from the freezer
2: (laughs) then it lasts a long longer
0: makes sense um Oh, no need to put in fridge freezer. Okay. Um, thoughts on using, I don't know if we answered this, thoughts on using fasting mimicking diet between holiday meals.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think that's great. Again, as long as you're not showing up to that holiday party ravenous and you're going to make some bad choices, I think the fasting mimicking diet is a, is a great thing to utilize. Great. Anything else?
0: That... believe is all of the questions Tim Chris you have any more you can that was
2: excellent the content on this one was just so so good and timely Michelle thank you you're so welcome look forward to sharing it with the folks that weren't able to join us live too so we'll get her put on the websites as soon as possible
0: we will send out an email to everybody so you have a replay if you want to send it to friends and family or just use it as a reminder as we get closer to the holidays and Thank you, everybody, for joining and showing, sharing, and showing interest in this
1: topic. Um,
0: Michelle, thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah,
1: thank you. Awesome job. When is your
0: due date? When's your due date, Michelle?
3: I'm due January seventh.
1: Nice. Nice. It's a great one day late would be perfect.
3: One day late is that your birthday?
1: It is. Yep. Okay. I'll see what I I I can do. Baby,
3: you that. Okay.
1: It's a national holiday in my house anyway. Just. but here, here's a good one. A client told me one time, you guys, and thank you so much for helping us with our good health. They said good health is the slowest way to die.
3: I like that. Okay, perfect.
1: Yeah. It was <laughs> a really good statement. I thought that was kind of gruesome, I, I, but they said that <laughs> it, it made some sense, but I totally appreciate you uh, really bring, we don't get an owner's manual with this body. A lot of us live 50, 60, 70 years without ever going through this. So thank you tremendously for helping us understand it more. I really appreciate that.
3: Yeah, thank you guys for having me.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks, Happy guys. holidays,
0: Bye-bye. everybody. Talk soon.
3: Bye,
0: guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Retire While You Work podcast. I'm David Adams, and I hope you'll continue to join us as we discuss creative ways to manage your time and money.
1: Any opinions are those of myself and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Expressions of opinion are as of this date and are subject to change without notice. The information contained in these podcasts do not purport to be a complete description of the securities market or developments referred to in this material. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but we do not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Every investor situation is unique and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. Any hypothetical examples are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary. Raymond James does not provide legal or tax services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional.